Welcome to CX and Shul, the real raw customer experience podcast by Exo Studios, the creative arm of ExtendOps. In today's episode, hosted by Diana Castaneda, we are joined by the remarkable Fabiola Segura, LATAM Director of Community Operations for Customer Service at Uber. Together, we delve into the importance of embracing opportunities, finding valuable lessons and personal setbacks, putting empathy and customer focus at the forefront, and finding inspiration from our formative years. CX and Chill starts now. Hi, everyone, and thank you very much for watching a new episode of CX and Chill from ExtendOps. I have the pleasure to have with me a wonderful woman. She is an amazing leader. She's a very thoughtful leader. She is more than a leader, I will say, like that person that you can go and trust and at the same time have fun with. She's got more than 20 years of experience in renowned companies such as American Express and Uber leading important and uh, key teams that work for development, enabling program, basically building a very strategic and optimizing amazing results for customer service in these companies. Now, she is based in Mexico. She's a Latin woman and I would like herself to introduce uh, herself and tell us a little bit more about her. So please, welcome Fabiola. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me here. It is really, really a pleasure. And thank you for the nice introduction. I was not expecting ah, like the see? fun leader, <laughs> but uh, thank you very much. That's because uh, what we're gonna share in this podcast, not awesome. everybody knows this. Awesome. I know, I know. <laughs> now, thank you very much. As you mentioned, it's a long uh, journey in my professional career, but as I always mentioned, I am young. So don't be scared. <laughs> it's too many years, but I am young. So, yeah, this is like, this is the key question. Like, when do you start working? What age? 10, 9 years? Obviously, with uh, permission of my parents. There you go. So, you don't need to do more math. <laughs> but I am super excited to be here. Thank you very much. And um, happy, happy to share a little bit more with uh, you guys, my experience, my lessons learned. And if I can add value, obviously, I am super glad and happy. And I'm sure you will. So, I, I would like to... Um, get ourselves into a little bit more of you, Fabs. Like, what what is it that you dreamed to be when you were a girl? When you were a little girl, like especially in Latin, right? Like we are like we're very driven into something, and yeah. we're very influenced influenced depending on the culture, the country. I'm yeah. sure, like like uh, something happened there, uh, and and just wanted to start a narrative there. Like, tell us a bit more about that little Fabs. So I. It is like little, but I continue to be super little, as you can see. <laughs> <laughs> that is the, the problem we were so having. It's not with the, the microphone, people. It's not the microphone. <laughs> now, um, honestly, when I was little, I was that kind of girl that loved to study, loved to do maths, loved to do the homework. My mom says you never. I, she never struggles with me, compared with my my brother, for example. Are you are you the eldest one? No, oh. I am the younger one. I am the little one. The, so this is a success yeah. story too. People yeah. take note. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. So I always wanted to study a lot. And one of my dreams was to be really working in a big company as an executive. I need to be super transparent on this one. When I was dreaming on that, obviously at that young age, I was not expecting or even understanding what does that mean. 
Just I wanted to be working. I want to wear high heels. I want to be there I like the TV. I want to use high heels. <laughs> Not anymore. In yeah, these new yeah. technology companies, you don't need to, to, yeah. to use high heels. But for so many years, I did. And uh, I was expecting that. So for me, uh, coming from a family that is not well family, I, I was super dedicated and understanding that it is going to be based more on my effort. And what does that mean? Because I was not expecting that someone was giving me that role just because my last name or just because I knew, knew someone. So I think that that was my aspiration at that time. Like, how can I become that person that is going to be working in a very big company? As and, an and here you are. And suddenly, guess what? I am here. You did so. it. Amazing. And then it's like, so I ask you, why is it that, um, like, how do you dream you, or you saw yourself uh, when you were a little girl? Because I, I would like to know, like, what is it that in your journey was the was very impactful and representative to you? So So you could become... Who you are today yeah for me it's more like the examples that i was seeing with my parents uh, my parents came from a very poor families but they did a tremendous effort to grow to work i see my my dad was working in banking from all his life oh. so uh thanks thanks for that because obviously <laughs> that helps me to have a very nice education etc but the, the reality is they were inspiring me a lot and my mom Even though that majority of when I was uh, a child, she was at home, uh, she was all, all the time looking for ways to grow, to develop, to support my dad, etc. And then she started to work when we were kind of in the middle school. You know? So for me, that was kind of the example. And obviously, I was looking until that effort that they were doing. And I said, like, if they achieve that, I can achieve even more considering that they were giving me this opportunity as well. No, I was in a safe place. I was having a really nice home uh, with values. So I think that for me was settled on that matter. And it was kind of a responsibility from my side to, to continue on that, on that legacy. And, and it's like, like you're continuing to give back on what you get, right? Like it feels like, yeah. uh, like you're just multiplying what you're learning, what you want to give. And, and I, I'm touching this point because I know you're very passionate about like creating processes, designing new things, like thinking out of the box, but at the same time, like combining it with people and what you give and how you teach others, right? So yeah. how, how does that work for you? How, what is it? Like, tell us a little bit more about that. It, it started just like a very natural. So I was dedicated, all, all my professional career was more like, this is your role, but guess what? We need someone that help us to do this other project, to create this other situation, to help us with this situation or this initiative. So I was kind of creative to figure out how to balance my current role to creating additional processes. So if remember correctly, in all my professional journey, I was not just doing what it was the title mentioned. There you go. It's yes. more things. Yes. So people came to me and said, do you like to do this difficult project? And when people were saying no, I was raising the one raising the hand. Yes. Like, <laughs> I want to do that. So I think that that started very natural. It was not like planned or it was not like a, a, a very cold strategy behind myself. No, it was just came into me the opportunities. And I need to say this, that I took 
all the opportunities. From all the opportunities, I was raising the hand all the time. So that's, that's the way that I started this journey. That's the key. That's your secret that's recipe. My secret. My, my secret. <laughs> your Tabasco. Good. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I think you're touching another good point, which is like being this cross-functional, right? Like this being available to learn and do different things and, you know, like go through, raise your hand, be available. Um, so with that in mind, how do you think tech and what's the role of tech and new technology and AI and ChatGPT and all of these things that we're hearing these days? How do you think that will mix with how we are developing ourselves or the experience that you just shared, right? Like, I want to do everything. Like, how do you think those things combine? So when, when you are working in these tech companies, you learn something. There is not a, a formula there. There yeah. is not a manual. There is not an, a, a, a booklet where you can follow. It is something that you need to use your expertise to start creating new stuff, to start managing things when nobody was managing before. Sometimes you are going to fail, but you need to understand that those failings is also a lot of lessons learned, and you need to move faster from that failing. So you cannot stay there. So that is like the kind of like uh, challenges that you are surfing through these super startups, tech companies, that is a very fast environment that where you need to challenge yourself I would say daily basis, because if you remember correctly, none, oh, neither in none of my days is exactly the same. And it's very difficult even to plan for the long term. Right, right. So all, everything is new. And right now you mentioned something important, no? It is coming, ChatGPT, it is coming, uh, artificial yeah. intelligence. We are excited, but we need to recognize that this is a new field for everyone. But I think that the technologies team and, and, and companies are super willing to move faster on this one. And it's because you are used to test a lot yeah. of things. Testing, right? Like just to verify, give it a try. As you said, like expect the unexpected. <laughs> totally. And you don't know what, it, what is going to be the outcome, to be right. honest. You try for the best, but sometimes you don't know yeah. how far you are going to arrive. Yeah, and you just gotta accept it. Like, why? Why are we gonna struggle, or why are we gonna, you know, like wrestle against that? If, you know, like it's just here to help, but yeah. it depends on us, right? Yeah. And with that, I, 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 I want to ask you my next question, where I'm curious about, and it's like, how? Like, you come from two very strong, powerful industries. Uh, banking, technology. Usually, you don't see many women around there. Uh, I mean, nowadays it's a little bit. You know, like changing, different. but very, very, a little bit different. But so first I want to know, like, from your banking experience, is there anything that you can recall and that you feel that help you shaping and innovating or managing things in this leadership path of tech industry? So uh, I would say that that is a very interesting uh, question because in banking, in financial institutions, everything is so robust, so traditional. I think that you gain tons of experience there just because everything is very well set up. While you arrive to the tech technologies companies, is different. The expertise is, should be like, took that expertise and make sure that this is happening. But at the end, I think like the problem to solve is exactly the same. So you are delivering products or, or services for a customer, for a person. 
for a human being. There you go. And then you need to think a little bit like, in certain cases, it's going to be highly regulated, like in banking or financial institutions. But in the other way, it's going to really understand how fast you can use and take advantage of the technology to continue providing services. But if you notice, like the common thing is to really understand that it's for a customer. So yes, you are covering a need, a necessity for someone, but that someone is a customer. And if you work for that, for, for them, I think that that is like the formula because both industries are totally differently and uh, banking financial institutions are more mature for sure in tons of dimensions. Superstructure. Superstructure, highly regulated. Everything needs to happen accordingly to like, plan. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that is something that when I change the industry, took my attention, makes you feel uncomfortable and nervous because you used to work in certain uh, path. And right now you need to reinvent yourself because you need to understand that technology goes faster. Right. But at the end, the problem is exactly the same the customer. You need to make sure that you understand what are like those uh, necessities that you are going to cover with your service or your product and what are going to be the, the, the points where you can fail and you need to be there jointly with the customer to create the engagement. That, that is like the formula, let's say. Nice. But it happens for all the industries, I believe. Yeah. At the end, is that. The only thing is how you adapt for one or the other. And, and, and it's because I'm coming from a very, you know, like the marketing sales background too on my non-working side or, or you know, like function um, I do today. But the needs of the human, right? Because we say consumer, we say, you know, like the um, buyer, we say whatever. It's just the same. It's the person, right? It's just in a different field, but looking for those needs is key. Now, it's something that is not like I don't hear it like often but I see it like when I talk to many of the uh, women leading and you know like acting in this industry but what is it that being a woman help you or and I mean it, it helped you yes and uh, to promote and to get to faster results or to you know like take it easier compared to what you were seeing in your environments when you joined at the, this type of industries I think that is resilience since we are little kids, we, we used to, to use a lot of resilience for different topics in your life. And I think like the women is more resilient compared to the men in majority of the occasions. The other piece is like how you are multitask. Mm. So we used to manage several activities at the same time. And that helps in this kind of, of, of industries because the industry goes so fast. So you need to make sure that you took bold decisions. You cannot even sometimes hesitate. You need to take the decision right now because uh, the time goes super faster and you cannot lose a business opportunity. So sometimes it's that. Some other is like, I think that we really care. We have this kind of empathy for others constantly that we really care. And when you are designing processes for the customer, it's easier for you to get in, get in touch of those kind of connections like, no, but you know, the sentiment behind this situation could be different. That doesn't mean that when we are speaking about like the talents or the skills that the men have, they are less than us. I think that it's just different. And both of us, we can complement very cool in a working environment. 
So in and and that word of empathy, right? It just I just kept on thinking like, yeah. So how do you uh, as a leader, right, in your in your roles and and not just I think you're, that you can be a leader in your personal life with your friends, with your family, and everything. But of course, also in you know like your work uh, and and in the industry that you are. How do you embed like empathy and that experience, like vast experience that you have with customer service, with customer experience, with yeah, UX, with AX, with content? How do you embed all of this in your leadership style? So every time that I am thinking when I am leading my teams is I need to think more like um, remembering where I came from. So I started my professional career to be a credit analyst. So every time that I am talking with my junior levels, I, I can correlate with them and get this kind of engagement because I remember how was that kind of feeling to be there, sit down, cover productivity, TPH or AHT, exactly, <laughs> delivering the results, be, be evaluated by the CSAT, et cetera. So I think that every time I try to, to think on myself, like today I have this, role this responsibility but it's really a responsibility and then how you can create this empathy is more like thinking that once you were there and you cannot forget that that is one point the other one is i need to say that i was super lucky to work with tons of amazing leaders that they show me that sometimes you can be in the top of the pyramid but that doesn't mean nothing you need to be close to your team. You need to understand their problems. And it's exactly the same when you are talking with the customer. You know, it's when you are talking with the customer centric, it's not just for the cost, external customer. All your employees, all your stakeholders, all your peers also are customers. Right. So you need to treat them exactly the same to make sure that you are in accordance with those values. Yeah. Because if not, it doesn't feel kind of authentic. Right. So... I think that using that kind of mindset helps me a lot to lead a team, to make sure that when I'm connecting with my direct reports of junior levels, I can really connect because I am speaking their languages. I, I really try to understand the problems, the situations, the challenges that they are having, and always understanding that they are also people. It's how they are our employees. They are working for us as well. But in the other hand, they are human beings with problems as well. And sometimes all of us, we need and deserve to have support from anyone. Of course. And if I can provide that support, why not? No, that is why I am in this kind of leadership roles, to help to move the needle in the process in the business, but also to make sure that you have an impact in the employees. And so with, I'm very like, I'm going back to everything that we experience. I'm like, yeah, that's like, you know, like usually, and especially for women in this industry, sometimes we, you know, like we have to be like side by side with, with men and, and try to catch up on things that sometimes we feel like, oh, I'm, I need to, I need to improve this. I need to be better at this. I need to do that. But everything that you said, it's been done through all of the things where we are acting. And I just remember like everything that, like you were doing with teams or that you do with, um, you know, like uh, helping others. It's it's something that is not just words. It's actually that you see it through actions and then you see it through the impact and you see it like, what is it that this person is leaving as a footprint, not just in the process, of course, in scaling like wonderfully as, as you clearly have done it. And 
also like in the teams in reminding people that hey like here is it that you have a mentor you have a leader you have someone to to get support on and 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 that's sometimes that can be tough too right like how do you manage that when for example you see that your team or your or the process or the idea or the plan that you wanted to implement didn't go the right way i suspect that yeah well yeah i, I suspect i think that you need to understand different things when you are understanding that something is not working properly First of all, is because potentially the strategy that you design is not the right one. And you need to be able to recognize and be humble to say, guys, it's not your fault. We can do a better job. Sometimes it's more like, okay, what failing to the process? That is a good idea, but you need to correct just part of the process. Or you believe that someone was prepared for that challenge and they were missing some skills. So you 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 be in front of so many different circumstances that you need to be very uh, awake to try to understand what was like the root cause when something was failing and try to take advantage lessons learned and rebuild it again and rebuild it very fast and make sure that you have this conversation very open and transparent with your team to say guys we have a problem or this person is not performing properly how we can help them, if it is a technical skill, it is a soft skill, if it is something that potentially we didn't communicate properly the expectations that we were having, or we didn't communicate properly the time frame that we were expecting to deliver mm. the result, yeah. or even we were assuming that that situation was solved for certain process and we were not aware of all the challenges and all the effort that, that requires to get to that specific point. So from my point of view is, you need to be really, really close to your teams at all levels to really understand what is working, what is not working, or what is working good but could be working better, or what you really need to change the strategy or the direction. Or sometimes when I say to my teams, it's like, guys, stop that. Let's back to the basics. We need to understand that the basics are not working, so preferably return to that mindset instead of trying to continue new things yeah. while we, you recognize that the basics are not working properly. Right, you know? right. But again, it's observe a lot and be super close with the people. Sometimes it's being perceived that when you are in these roles, you need to be just like in the shiny spaces, you know, with the, all the committees, all the steering meet, committee meetings. No, the reality is a balance. You need to be there, of course, because it's your responsibility as well to represent and to define strategies right. and to create new projects, big projects, work with the company on the North Star, etc. But in the other hand, it's also your responsibility to understand what is happening there in the daily basis in your operation. So it's a combination where you need to understand your role. It's more challenging. I when I said to 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 my people when they ask me like I would love to to have your role I say like really are you sure are you sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> think twice because seems that it's not just like being in this kind of situation yeah. no like yeah. an interview very nice everything no we have moments as well that we need to be vulnerable but also situations that are not like the happy path that everyone is thinking about right. like to be a leader no right because as humans also we have uh problems personal situations as humans also we fail even though that you can have tons of experience that doesn't guarantee that you are not going to fail yeah and then 
your team is being impacted for that situation as well. So it's more like how you can balance both worlds, no? the world that you are working and designing a path and a strategy the long term, and then making them that they are collaborating in the daily basis and you provide the support, you be the person that is going to be there to remove the roadblocks that are there in their field mm -hmm. in order that they are going to be successful as well. And, and how do you balance that emotional support, becoming vulnerable with staying also fresh and, you know, like calm and, you know, like not heated and then you're like yeah. not going the other way. How do you build that balance? So the, the way that I think this is if I am in panic, then the rest of my organization is going to be in panic. So I always use this word like in business, you need to have this cold blood. That doesn't mean that you don't have feelings. Obviously, we have feelings. <laughs> yes. But the reality is you need to understand that your team depends on you, on your decision, on your strategy. When it's an uncomfortable situation, you need to maintain calm. No? And I experienced in my professional career tons of very uncomfortable situations. And sometimes you see, like a kid, people seeing like, what we are going to do. And imagine that you get in panic. So I think that there is where you need to, to use a lot of your emotional intelligence to understand like today your role is being there for your people. Potentially tomorrow you are going to be worried about you. And also as a leader, you require to have people around you to help you on this path, yeah. like mentors, like your family, that friend that is going to be always with you when you are going to, by yourself, you can come and say like, today was that day that I wanted to forget, yeah. you know? But in the end, you need to understand a lot like the responsibility that you have as a leader. And mainly when so many people is depending on you and their jobs and nobody works just because it's fun and because you don't need it. It's because we, all of us, we have a necessity. So you need to understand that every person represents a personal life with families, with economical situations. So the best that you can take decisions, the best that you can do help others significantly. Of course, of course. And it's just, uh, I mean, it's, it's part of what you say, like we're humans, we yeah. still do it. Like we can be very tech-driven, savvy, data analytic, and still you do it for the human, for the person who's there, for whoever they represent and for whoever you can reflect on uh, as, as the same, right? Because we yeah. are the same. So I think I, I would like now to understand a little bit more of how is it that Fabiola out of the uh, corporate, out of the tech, out of the, uh, out of the uh, financial uh, world has made it In, in terms of resilience, right? Like what was the most impacting thing for you that helped you build your resilience and made it here, but that sometimes you would say like, well, we have never thought that she went through that. I don't know. I don't know. I have so many different experiences. <laughs> oh, yeah, What oh, I was yeah. saying to my, to my friends is like, probably I'm going to write a book, but I need people that help me to testify that those situations are reality, you know? Yeah, like... It, I think that... It, different things. Sometimes you are having experiences where you need to take a, a very sad decision, no? When you are talking, for example, uh, layoffs. It's not a, a, an easy path and you've never been prepared for that situation, even with the experience that you have. 
So in this case, it's not, it's not a formula where you are preparing yourself and say, don't worry, I'm cool. No, you are not cool, obviously. <laughs> the only topic is that you need to be serious because you are going to have this decision because it's a business decision. And sometimes you, that, that's your job, that's your role in order to support growing the business, the, 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 the North Star of the, the mission of the company. So it's an easy path, no. Some, in some other cases, I have situations with our employees where is, they are having very critical personal situations that you need to be there for them. And also it's difficult, no? It's difficult to, to work with people that sometimes they are having a very critical uh, disease or even worse and you need to take decisions there. So I don't think that you are going to be prepared never for those situations. I think that you gain experience, but never is going to be easier. For me, the way that is work is to be concentrated, try to be as much empathic as I can in that specific times. And then I know that I need to dedicate some time to me to recover myself, you know, to be close to my uh, people, to my mentors, and say like, I feel terrible about like the past weeks, months, days that you took those kind of situations and you need to challenge those, those situations. And also you need to be super transparent and honest because um, the way that I said is like, we cannot arrive super happy every day. That's not true. Sometimes I say like, guys, I am not- I'm down today. I, today, I, this is not Sunders my day. <laughs> or, Probably today, the best way that I can say is I am not going to be the most productive person. True. But I think that works a lot when you are transparent and honest with your, with your team, even with your, your leaders, you know? Mm -hmm. I found terrific leaders in my career where they helped me like, are you okay? No. Because sometimes I think that we have like this wrong idea that all the time you need to be shiny, you need to be smiling, you are going to be the most productive every day and you need to say, no, obviously you cannot be sad any, any day. No, obviously you can. And you get affected as well. The thing is like the way that you are reacting up front of those challenging times is the way that you are going to be a better leader or provide better results. And at the end, didn't give you nothing if you are worried. Yeah. What do you solve? Right. Nothing. Just you yeah. get boring or get worried or even you connect with the others and the others are going to say, if she is super worried, then everything is terrible. Of course. No? Yeah. So no, you need to understand that sometimes it's work decisions and that's it. Right. And it's like we we are responsible for our emotions and how we manage them, especially in leadership, like whatever I've, I am going to decide or do or, you know, like however I take responsibility or not on doing something, it's going to impact the rest. So yeah. being mindful of that, it's like key. And that's where I'm getting, like you're transmitting a lot of that to mm -hmm. me right now. And it's like mind blowing, right? Like it's so simple, but at the same time, complex enough for us to stick to that. Yep. And it's a process. You need to learn it through the experience and the years. Yeah. Again, I am young. <laughs> I <guess. laughs> But I gain experience. <laughs> nice. Nice. Well, I, I, I really want to deep dive into something that we really do in XR, and it's staying wild. So I want to know with 
your experience and your years of experience, what does it mean to stay wild for you? Um, I think that is more like, I love to have tons of challenges. I get bored when the day and this following day and the next day is exactly the same. So I constantly, I am looking for being involved in different stuffs, either in my personal life and my professional life. No, it's okay to be calm one day, but for me, it's more like, wake up. You need to do something. You are here for, for a reason. Yes. And how you can continue adding value either, either in your personal life or your professional life. So constantly I am trying to learn stuff. I read about uh, tons of topics. Uh, I, I like to learn about others, what they are doing about their field of expertise. So that makes me feel super awake, empowered, yeah. empowered engaged. When the day is very common, one day to the other. You're like, am I alive? <laughs> I am not that kind of person. And in fact, if you told me, I prefer the sunny days rather than the other ones, no? Yeah, so, of course. Because that gives me tons of energy. And I am the kind of person like, okay, what we are going to do today? Okay, what is like the next project? Okay, this project or this initiative is going to be super challenging. Good. The good thing is that we have it. Yeah. So for me, that is exciting. And that is what makes me wake up every morning it makes you wild yeah a little bit <laughs> awesome fab so thank you very much for coming thank you, thank you for sharing your stories your journey your young status <laughs> <laughs> but um but yes thank you for for giving us a little bit more of no, you, thank you very much. and uh, i hope that everybody enjoyed this episode uh please again hit the like button or just give us your comments tell us what you would like to know about uh follow paths follow us and then yeah we'll we'll catch up in another episode thank you for watching thank you very much and that's our show CX and Chill is a production of Exif Studios, the creative marketing arm of ExtendOps. With today's host, Diana Castaneda, executive producer, Sean McCreary, producers, David Spear, Felicia Coronado, and Memo DeBalos, editors and videographers, Santiago Aguirre, Alfonso Ramirez, graphic support from Jordan Madrid, and social media guru, Claudia Corona. <laughs>